The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM Podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. And as we're on the run-up to the end of Season 2, I am joined on this edition with the Orbit Breaker himself, Daz Black. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that. Um, so I'm very excited to have you on the show because you're doing all right at the moment on the whole WWE Network side of things, which we'll, we'll get to a little bit later on. Uh, but the first question is always the same. How did you get into pro wrestling and what got you hooked? Um, well, what got me hooked, I'd say watching it at my grandma's house when I was about maybe four, five. I remember I was watching, I think it was Jeff Hardy versus Big Show on an episode of SmackDown. And instantly I was like, wow, <laughs> Jeff Hardy's awesome. Um, so yeah, ever since then, I wanted to do it. And I think I was about six, seven when me and my friends started trying to find wrestling schools online um but we just couldn't find anything around here and like in england and then i found pbw academy when i was about i'd say 11 uh obviously up in scotland and uh, i spoke to my dad about it and i was like tracking i could like go up for uh, one week and just see how i find it um and like he was like yeah i mean it's probably like more around here, but we'll give it a go. And I saw on the website, it said like, um, just mentioned something about Drew McIntyre. And I was like, oh my God, he's in WWE. Like this must be the place to go. So uh, yeah, I went up there for a week and yeah, instantly I just loved it. So I just carried on training there. That's pretty much how I got there. So how, how long is it to travel from where you are to, to PBW? Um, about, I'd say about two hours. Yeah, just on a Sunday. That's, that's commitment, if anything. So all because you saw this is where Drew McIntyre was, this is where I need to go. Yeah, pretty much, honestly, yeah. Uh, so I did, I did see a photo um, not long ago, uh, must be just after one of your, your DBs and somewhere, um, that there was yourself, uh, Kenny Williams and your and your dad, so yeah. it's is he the one that always he'd be taking you up two hours there, two hours back every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, my dad. Yeah, I don't know how he did it or why, but <laughs> thank him for it. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, did you have a bit of? I mean, obviously, you do amazing flips and uh, athletic athletic moves, um, which I could only dream of. So, did you have before you started training? Um, did you to do a bit of like gymnastics? Were you always no fear jumping about or how'd that come along? Yeah. No, yeah. I never took any lessons or anything, but um, my mum's got this story. She always tells everyone. I think I was like two or something. She said we went to this like um, theme park sort of thing. And she said apparently there was a crowd of people watching because I was just doing like front flips and stuff and back flips and no one knew how I'd done it. And she was like, how'd you learn that? I was like, I don't know. And I was going for it and um yeah like when I was younger that's just kind of all my friends did because like all my friends liked wrestling too 
So all we would do is just try and copy people we'd watch, like Jeff Hardy, Evan Bourne and that, and just start trying all the flips on the trampoline. And that would progress to, you know, trying them on like your bed, the mattress, and then slowly, eventually you just get to doing them on the floor and then in the ring. <laughs> um, so I always ask people when they come from PBW because because it's one of those places that don't have a ring, the ring you earn. So being a big fan, going to the school, thinking, right, so I'm going to get into a ring straight away, be able to do all these these cool things, and you come in and it's mats. Was there a bit of a, ah, okay, or were you ready just to, just to take it on? Hey, well, yeah, I was always excited to take it on. I was very confused, though, obviously, when I first got there, because, like I said, I was a kid. I was, like, 11, so I didn't have a clue. I remember before my first ever training session, um, I was, like, talking to my friend, telling him that I was going up there, and then he was, like, asking me, like, oh, so, like, what are you going to do your first week? Like, do you reckon you'll, like, start using weapons? Like, they'll teach you how to, like, climb ladders and all that. And I was, like, I mean, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and I got there, and there was a mat, and a bit confused but uh yeah adapt to it and then because they always said if you can learn like to wrestle on mats then you can wrestle in any ring you know so i think it's definitely helpful i just imagine that walking in going right where's the bins where's the uh where's the kendo sticks let's let's <laughs> <Yeah>. do this <laughs> um so first experience then looks like you quite athletic you can you're probably used to falling if you're if you're practicing all these jumps and flips. Uh, so, what was the hardest bit you found about training uh, initially? Initially, um, I, yeah, like straight away, I wanted to get in there and like show I could do all these flips. I thought that was like, you know, like, impressive and people would like that. Uh, and to be fair, when I first got into wrestling back then, I didn't even realize that it was like predetermined. Yeah, you know, I, I literally didn't even realize. So I was kind of unsure. Like I had a bit of an idea, but I wasn't like sure, you know, how it worked or anything. Um, so yeah, that was one of the first things I kind of had to figure out. <laughs> and um, yeah, so then when I started realizing, you know, like how matches are structured and all that, uh, that was quite a curb block. Like, oh, right. So you put them together, right. And even... Um, just even before like, you get to that stage, obviously they have to teach you the basics and headlocks. And I would get quite frustrated because I'd be like, you know, like at first like I'm traveling up here and I've like practiced all this stuff at home. I want to do matches. I want to get out there, blah, blah, blah. But then I was just like, oh, why are we just doing headlocks? Like, you know, I just didn't understand it. Obviously, you know, it's the little things that make you a better rest at the end of the day. But back then, I'd say, yeah, that was just, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I, I love that you went in just like, right, okay, let's do some wrestling. And you didn't know yeah. that it, 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 wins and losses were, I mean, I'm sorry if anyone was listening to this and didn't know, but uh, yeah, wins and losses are predetermined and, and it's a team effort kind of thing. And you were just like, no, no. Let's go. Let's just wrestle. Yeah. Well, I, I've done all the moves in the park. It's all good. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, during that long journey, then, where it was, uh, were you just speaking about wrestling, or was that just like your dad? Your dad was like, "Right, we've got two hours here. Just give me a bit of peace." <laughs> and then we'll, oh, no, no. I was just all wrestling, wrestling at the time. Yeah, literally always just wrestling. There's a lot to talk about, honestly. Um, yeah, it was always like just talking about. Well, actually, on the way up, I'd say I was probably quite tired. So sometimes I used to just sleep on the way up. But 
I'd always be so like buzzing after training on the way back the whole way I'd just be jumping about the car just telling him about what I'd learned today and all that. <laughs> so. Uh, so when did you find out you were getting your, your first match, your debut? Oh, like on a show or in training? Um, we'll go on a go both for training because uh, this will be obviously the first time you, you put all these things into motion. Um, so what was that like for you? Um, yeah, so first match to training, again, I was kind of frustrated in a way because because I, I couldn't pick things up quite quick. Like uh, the basics, I just couldn't get them. Like timing, stuff like that. I just, I don't know, something just wasn't clicking. And I also couldn't bump. Um, like I could bump by myself, but if someone was giving me a line or something, I couldn't bump. Some like psychologically, something would just not work and I couldn't do it. Uh, and it used to annoy me so much. And then obviously I'd see people who had started training after me and they were getting matches. And I was just like thinking like, oh, like will I ever get a match? Like, when's it coming? And then all of a sudden it just came out of nowhere, to be honest. Like I was there. I used to take my friends up occasionally. And I was there <laughs> with my friend and we were sat there and we were getting selected like different people for matches. And they selected like a tag match. And usually when it's someone's first match, it's a tag match. But again, I wasn't expecting it to be me. And he's told me to stand up. And me and my friend just started freaking out. We were, no, 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 no. Um, and then, yeah, went and had the tag match. I'm pretty sure I forgot everything that happened in it. Just absolute train wreck. But <laughs> I was still just so happy that I actually got it. Then I'd say... Well, I don't even know how much longer after that it was, but I think my debut on a show was probably 2015, no, 2016, I think, um, at an Academy Attack show. And again, it's like I was expecting like the tag match that you people usually get on their debuts, but I got a singles match and uh, I like got to win in it. And I thought, oh my God, this is like quite a big thing for me. Like at this point, I was like, Jesus. Uh, and then I was like, damn, like, yeah, I must be doing pretty good. And then, yeah, I got a bit of a reality check when I got my feedback and realised how, uh, yeah, where I needed to improve. Uh, but yeah, you're speaking about the, the bumping bit. That's the that's bit, I mean, I've never done it. I've, I've, I've no intention to either because I don't like getting hurt. I, I don't see the fun in it. So I, I just like, not that you, you should get hurt, but like, Nah, there's a chance I'm not doing it but that's the bit that always kind of concerns me is I'm sure I could work out how to fall myself but having to do it in time to make it look like someone's actually hitting me would be the bit where my brain would just go oh no let's just let's give me a second here to think about it and end up doing yeah. something like uh like I don't know if you ever saw that Samoa Joe bump where he got he hit the back and then he did a twist to land on his back I thought I'd, I'd just do that all the time I think I would just make it the easiest bump possible and it would look awful uh, so yeah. Was, yeah, it was it ages, was it just uh, you are just working too fast or was it just you just uh, like not letting things breathe that often seems to be the pitfall of first kind of matches seem to be um, yeah it was yeah just quite a lot of things again I think it was just even back then, it was literally just, oh, I can do the moves. That's all I thought was important is just, like, doing the cool moves. But it's the bits in between that mattered, you know what I mean? And 
even obviously it's the first time I was ever in front of a crowd. So I was used to just doing it at training. I had no idea, you know, the difference between obviously people at training cheering you on. They're there to cheer you on. They know what's going on. But when you're in front of a live crowd who've never seen you before, you know, you have to work to get their reaction for you. And I just, you know, back then I just didn't understand that whatsoever. So I was kind of just, you could tell I was just focusing on the match as if it was just me and him in an empty uh, place. And um, yeah, that timing, uh, just going through the motions, you could tell I was thinking like, what's coming next? What's coming next? Yeah, pretty much just a bit of a train wreck overall. <laughs> I mean, we said then, though, I think you've, you've done pretty well. I mean, according to my notes, I've scribbled a few things down just so I don't lose my train of thought and things. Um, I mean, you've had matches with the likes of, of uh, Stevie Xavier uh, for Pro Wrestling Scotland. So that, that seems to be where you kind of, along with PBW, you kind of burst into this whole Scottish scene was through Pro Wrestling Scotland, Pro Wrestling Innovation. Um, what was it like getting in the ring with, with the likes of Stevie Xavier? Because that's a big opponent to have, yeah. especially yeah. early on. No, yeah, that was just really, really unbelievable. Because it, um, it was like obviously a lot of pressure um, having someone that good, that calibre, you know, uh, be in the ring with you. You want to give them your all. And then on top of that as well, I got told that it was like the first ever main event I would be in for a show. So I was just like, oh, I was a bag of nerves, honestly. I was terrified. Uh, yeah, we got in there. Um, but he's so good. Like, he's just another level. And he was so calm. He could tell I was nervous. So he was just, you know, telling me everything, you know, like, it's all right. We'll just go through it, basically. He just calmed me down a lot, I think. Um, and then we had... 15 minutes for the match but he said it's fine with main event we can go over so he ended up having like a 25 I think minute match which was again crazy because I'm used to having about 8 to 10 minute matches from training and stuff so that was pretty crazy and um, yeah that whole night just didn't seem real at all to be honest and I remember getting back as well because I didn't really have any social media presence whatsoever and uh yeah, I looked at my phone. I had like 20 something Twitter notifications, and like, I was just like, what's going on? Like, this is just crazy. And it was all just people tweeting about the match and that. And it's, uh, yeah, it really was just incredible. He's so good. Like, uh, must, must be weird as well. Because I mean, often I'm assuming that a lot of your social media is a bit confusing as well, because there is this YouTuber called Daz Black also. So you're probably thinking, is that all for me, or is this just kind of just <laughs> trickle down effect from from there? I remember you, uh, remember you speaking on Wrestling Daft in one of their earlier episodes about about uh, I think Rab probably brought up would mix up of the names of of Mister Sand Daz Black, um, who I only found out about this year because I got TikTok. That's for the short time I've, I've actually seen Daz Black. Um, but yeah, so uh, Pro Wrestling Scotland, and of course, then you went into the uh, Pro Wrestling Innovation Young Lions Cup. Um, and I mean, from what I'd read, and I think what I wrote, possibly myself and, and someone else on the site, Adam, probably, we were putting you as the kind of the favourite. Uh, not to put pressure on you beforehand if you read it, but uh, what was it like going in front of of all these different kind of crowds? And and because you, you said that was something that you were you struggled with when you started. Was that something you kind of uh, tried to? 
just improve, try to bring people in? Or are you quite a shy, introverted person anyway? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, like naturally, I just don't find that very comfortable. You know, like naturally, I wouldn't be the kind of guy that would just, I don't know, get on stage and start singing, for example. Uh, so, yeah, definitely took a long time. Like, even after I started improving in the ring, that was always the thing that, like, that last thing that just needed to click, you know, like it started, feedback started to get into the point in the later years where it was like, you've got everything down in the ring now, you just need to, you know, bring that up. And uh, yeah, definitely working different kinds of crowds, 100% uh, helps with that. So obviously there's all kinds of different crowds that will give you all kinds of different responses. Um, and yeah, doing that, like, that Lions, oh, sorry, uh, that Young Lions tournament, that was really um, good as well because that was my sort of the first time I'd ever had a kind of feud or story. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously going with different companies for different like one-off shows, there isn't really a story behind why you're facing someone. It's just put together. But whereas with this, you know, there was actually a story behind it. Me and Danny Edwards and, you know, him and his crew come in and attacking me after all the matches leading to the finals and stuff like that i just thought that was really really cool it was awesome it also would have helped with with that uh with that thing of being a bit not as not taking on getting crowds in involved into your matches because these guys were just the worst <laughs> they were just uh, uh dean ford danny edwards and uh and matt tyson they were just just doing all the the bad stuff so you just had to overcome it so that's probably uh, even better. But yeah, so you made it to the final. Unfortunately, didn't win. Um, but and then your name just seemed to be everywhere. If there was a, a recommendation of, of who do you want to see on our shows, I'd always see your name popping about somewhere. Um, I don't know if it's because you're quite unique to Scotland. And there's not that many guys that can do what you can do. <laughs> so I don't know if that would be the case. Um and you also bulked up quite a lot. Was there? A, were you quite conscious of of trying to keep your style as well as getting bigger? Was there trying to balance that at all? Yeah, um, yeah, it's always something like I wanted to improve. Uh, that was another thing as well with like the confidence and stuff like that. Like I'd watch back my matches and be like, oh god, you know, like I look terrible, and I'd be like my worst, uh, my biggest like self critic. You know, like saying I don't look good, I don't feel good and all that so I knew I wanted to like look bigger and as well when I started like getting better in ring I like had always had really high goals I'm like right if I need to get to that next level soon you know I've got to look the part can't just be good in the ring it has to be believable when I'm going against guys that are you know bigger than me not kids my age so uh yeah I started trying to bulk up and again it took ages it just nothing was happening at first eventually you know you push through start seeing differences um and then i think i i never really saw any difference like athleticism wise it kind of all just stuck but i'd say after lockdown i put on like a lot more as well and obviously in lockdown there wasn't really anywhere to practice or anything and i remember coming back stepping in the ring for the first time <laughs> And I tried to do, uh, what was it? It wasn't even a shooting star, it was just a moonsault. And usually when I do the moonsault, I've got like a big, 
I've got, you know, airtime. I can see where I'm about to land. And I went for it. Oh my God, I landed like the second my head got past, I landed. I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to like work on this again. So again, I had to get back on the cardio, start practicing again and yeah, slowly get it all back. <laughs> so, so so less Kurt Angle, Moonsault, more Lita. Where it's just yeah, that kind of yeah. spring fall less back. Rock, <laughs> it's one of the scarier ones. Uh, so from there, 2019 seemed to be the year that, that Daz Black was just huge because you end you were in the the final you know, dark match of the final pro wrestling elite show, and July 2019, of course, for reasons uh, we all know why it, it was the last one. Uh, but what was it like in front of of so you, you've done your family shows at uh, PWE and maybe even BCW is kind of like your next is your team. Maybe I would say it's like that family teen show. So yeah. big expectation because it's the last show. Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself when you go into the ring? Yeah, I'd say so. Is that um, one a, a fairly pressure filled match? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this is quite a weird one. So before that match, that same day. Um, I was thinking so much about that match, you know, being nervous about it, that uh, I did my first ever camp show as well. And I still don't know what went wrong. Um, I was told possibly it's because, you know, I had my mind elsewhere and because I'm used to doing more complicated matches. I've never been on the camps where it's, you know, very family show orientated, you know, very um, simple structured matches. But for some reason, something went wrong. And it was, yeah, like extremely wrong. The whole match just, just a blur. I, uh, I had no idea what was going on. And yeah, after that, I was just like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I was in a real bad mood. Uh, and then we went to, I think it was in Air, wasn't it? That PWE uh, show. It will have been, yeah. Yeah. So we went up to Air and yeah, already I was in this terrible mood. I was like, God, I really don't think I can do this uh on you know not very good going off of what's happened today but yeah I think it was my dad and also my coach was just telling me like you know like you've got to just rub it off these things happen eventually it happens to everyone it's good that it's happened now you know rather than tonight so just make tonight count so I was like you know what yeah I will so I just gave myself up and went and did it um I was, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect with the crowd, obviously, because of what was going on. I was like, I don't know how they're going to react, how they're going to be. Uh, yeah, it turned out for the pre-show, not many people showed up. Uh, and again, that was just a new experience. I'd never been on a pre-show before, so I wasn't really sure how that crowd would react. And yeah, so I just experience in it. I suppose with the, with the camps, like, like your, your coach, your dad was saying, like you can shake it off because... Let's be honest, camps are great for, for learning, but you don't need to put, like, like you're saying, you don't need to put on the most complicated of matches in the world. Yeah. People are there to do other things and wrestling's a bonus uh, that they're yeah, coming to yeah. see. Uh, and kids would just be happy if, if you kick the pit people because that's what they do in the crowd anyway during the shows as well. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so going into to PW, you're right. It, it, when you go into it, it could... Not a lot of people turned up for the pre-show, but it, you don't know whether it's going to be a solemn affair, if everyone's going to be all serious for the night, or if you can 
be expressive or it's a, it's a very complicated one. Um, but for B, like when you went to BCW, again, it was, was another dark match, I think it was. Uh, but you're teaming with someone from NXT UK or was in Tucker. Yeah. So again, you've had these singles matches with the likes of Stevie. Um, I've written down Kenny Williams, but cage match uh, said no. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had a match Kenny Williams. Um, yeah. But you're going in teaming with someone who's who's actually been to NXT UK by that point. What was what was that like? It was just all listening. Was that just pretty much the order of the day? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you cut out then. Oh, did I? Um, so for teaming with Tucker, uh, was it just a, a case of just a learning experience? You just listened to you, he led you through, or was were you able to to get involved with with the, the planning of the match? Um, yeah, that was a tricky one, Tucker's. Um, I don't really remember too much about leading. I remember being really nervous leading up to it. Uh, obviously, and very confused as well because I got told, you know, you're teaming with Tucker, and I thought Tucker isn't he from NXT UK? Like I swear I watched him in that tournament. I was like, no, no, it can't be. It has to be a different person. So I was searching on like Instagram, like, Tucker. Like, who else is called Tucker? There's no way it's him. Uh, and then I couldn't find anyone else. So I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't want to sound stupid and like message someone be like. Is that that Tucker from WWE? And then I'm going, no, of course it's not him. You know, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> and then I saw BCW, you know, like announce the match. And I was like, oh my God, it is him. I was like, this is just crazy. Like, really, really, like out of nowhere. I just did not see this coming. Uh, and then, yeah, so I was very nervous leading up to it. And I hadn't really done many tag matches either. Like, if, if there'd been like a, someone who'd been brought in uh, to fight me, you know, someone from NXT UK, some, like a big star like that. I never like, tagged with them as well. So I was like nervous about that as well. Like, oh my God, what if I mess this up with him? And yeah, and uh, got there. I think, yeah, I think it was, I think we all had bits planning it. I can't really remember too much of who did what, but yeah. Um, yeah, again. Really cool experience. That's right. You didn't want to be the guy that that, that messed up, and then Tucker would go back to NXT UK and go, oh, "I had a terrible match with this guy uh, the weekend. <laughs> Don't want to sign him ever." Uh, yeah, so, so. <laughs> love pressure. <laughs> uh, and then from that point, you made it to ICW, uh, which initially was again another dark match. It seems to be kind of the, the pattern we've got at the moment for new companies. Uh, but it was uh, Fear Loathing 2019. So that was, was that SWG3, I think. Yeah. 2019. Uh, so that was a, a big battle royal uh, winner was, gets a roster place or title shot. I can't remember. I lost a bit. I can't have it written down. Um, so this is ICW. People actually come to the pre-show for those shows uh, quite often. <laughs> so absolutely different crowds an over 18s crowd uh, I'm assuming by this point you're barely over 18 if, if you were at the time yeah. <laughs> I mean a lot of this a lot of my questions seem to be you did this what was that like but that is pretty much what this is so over 18 crowd what was that what was that like um god that was like a turning point for me definitely um yeah so obviously when I first came started traveling up to scotland first 
you know, company I started hearing about was ICW, the big one, you know, and I started hearing, oh, right, like, you know, they've got something going on with WWE, like, this is crazy, like, they're huge. And I found out, obviously, like, Drew McIntyre again. Everything comes back to Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he was the first you know, ICW champion. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was always a major goal of mine to get to ICW. And I was talking to this, uh, about this with my dad the other day, actually. Um, and I remember thinking around about that time, I remember thinking, like, like, when do I actually think I will get to ICW? And I was thinking, like, realistically because loads of people kept telling me like oh you know this year you'll be in there this year you'll be in there and I just kept thinking no like there's no way I'm ready for that and I was thinking like realistically maybe like five years I might but honestly just did not see that coming like really at all uh and I messaged uh my coach and I said uh what is oh I said is there any tickets left for ICW fear and loathing because I was wanting to like buy some um and then he went uh I don't think you'll need any tickets because you're going to be on the pre-show and I thought he was joking and I was like yeah yeah good one <laughs> and like how do I get the tickets and he was like no honest and I was honestly did not believe him at all and I just I remember I was at the gym and I just stopped working out and I was just aggressively typing on my phone like telling me this is not a joke like come on um and yeah and then that was just very confusing because I got told through him that I was going to be in the pre-show never got contacted by anyone from ICW so even leading up to it I was like is this a rib like am I just going to show up and then not let me in or something (laughs) Uh, and I got in there yeah everything was totally different to how it is at um, these shows like family shows just like probably just because I didn't really know anyone Um, like personally it was very like very scary um and big the arena backstage and yeah so eventually we got told what was happening yeah like what the plans is for the match and then I was supposed to be out second so it was me and Levi starting the match and yeah I was eliminated pretty quickly but it was just it was so strange like I just couldn't believe what was actually going on and uh as well, I remember my mum was there and she doesn't really understand what was going on. And she was like, wait, so you didn't win? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, well, why did you go then? And I was like, like, why did they make you win? I don't get it. I thought they liked you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and uh, also, I knew some people that had been in ICW and that they'd like had a match or two. And unless they'd really made someone notice them, that had been it. Uh, and I was extremely worried that that was what was happening because, like I said, I was only in the match for, like, maybe like three or four minutes or something. And I just thought, like, I really don't know if I've done enough, you know, to make anyone notice me. Um, and then, was it was it this one or the next? Oh, no, sorry. No, no, yeah. No, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about something else. I was thinking about my next ICW match. Uh, that um, would, would have been gonzo, but I, I, lo- I love your mum's just, just like, na- almost naivety about it, just going, 
Yeah. Why did you go? There's no point if you're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. Uh, so yeah, you're back for Gonzo. Uh, that was that was just the turn of the, the year. I think I've got February uh, yeah. 2020. Uh, so yes, this, this is now the proper crowd. This is the actual full crowd, not the pre-show. Uh, so the full raucous, uh, just chanting lot. Uh, so yeah, what what was what was that like? So you had your we taste of ICW with the pre-show, but this was your first proper go. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, no, that does remind me actually. So after obviously this, I was literally every day at home. I was just waiting to see if I'd get a message you know, from Dallas or from someone from ICW, like, to see if they'd noticed me or not. Nothing was coming, nothing was coming. I gave it, like, a while and still nothing came. I was like, oh, God's sake, you know, like, that's it for me. They didn't even know I was on the show, I bet, like, because I'd never even talked to anyone from ICW. So I was like, oh, like, you know, I was probably just putting through a recommendation. No one even watched it. No one was impressed, like, oh, it'll be ages till I get there. And then, again, I started thinking, like, again, yeah, yeah, I'm still not ready for it then, obviously. And then I was in my dad's kitchen, and I got a DM from Dallas asking if I was free February 2nd for Gonzo, I think it was. And I just freaked out. I was like, no way. Dallas just messaged me. Like, I literally didn't even think he knew what it was. And, oh, that was just crazy. I honestly could not believe that one. I was so excited. So I said yes. Um, obviously, I went and uh, did it. And, yeah, I still wasn't sure, like, how Gonzo was going to be, obviously, because it was a fairly new show at the time. And, obviously, it wasn't Fight Club. So I was like, is the crowd going to be different? Is it going to be the same, you know, Fight Club crowd or not? Um, and then also the way it was being built up, Gonzo, it was like the cruiserweight division almost, it seemed like. And uh, I was excited for that, like, obviously, because I was like, right, this is where I can showcase it. Um, and then I got, yeah, yeah, I went there, did the match, felt really, really good. Because uh, I was very nervous about the crowd thinking, like, they're not going to like me at all. Um, and that was another big thing as well. Obviously, working different kinds of crowds like I said at different shows but they've all been like family shows you know with a lot of kids in the crowd and now it's this ICW crowd like I was like how the hell do you work this crowd and obviously there's cameras now and everything I was like god I really don't know what I'm supposed to do here because you know like they're not going to respond to the stuff you know families and kids would respond to you know like come on guys clapping and all that you know what's this kid doing so um, yeah that was a big learning experience too just getting in my head thinking like what, what am I going to do about that I really don't know um but yeah it's kind of just one of the things where once you're in the moment you start feeling it and that was something that took a long time to actually get that but that's pretty much just the secret to it is when I started feeling it, feeling that they were actually invested in what I was doing and that's when I could start giving it back to them if you get what I mean it's very hard to explain but yeah it's kind of coming through naturally. That was kind of the secret to all of it. Uh, Kieran Kelly was incredible. Um, just, he was so good. Uh, did our match. I felt great. I went to the back and Dallas was there. And he just congratulated me and said I did really well. And that just meant the world to me. And then he asked me 
um he said yeah there'll definitely be more 100 percent I, oh, I couldn't have been happier then honestly <laughs> so he came back for for their last show the first of march uh against craig anthony who we'll get to uh of course and then the world ended so, so <laughs> two weeks after that uh, of course shows got cancelled shut down everything and uh, the lockdown pandemic etc it all began how did you keep yourself occupied during the initial there were, apparently there was two lockdowns i can't remember the second one i've been at home since the first one but uh, how did you keep yourself occupied because far away from training just what what was it like um uh, yeah in the first lockdown i'd just finished school or was technically still in school but it was cancelled so yeah I guess it was finished so I was waiting on like uh, predicted A-level results and waiting to see if I got into uni or not so there was like no school work for me to do really <laughs> for a while so literally all I did was just work out <laughs> it's literally nothing the only thing I did through all of the lockdowns was just spend pretty much half the day I don't even know what I would do for half the day, just doing whatever, and then most of the day just spent in the gym and or eating. That was it, just <laughs> eating nonstop. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, 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 went... I, I did that too, but I didn't do the working out to actually <laughs> counterbalance it. <laughs> Halfway there, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, did you did you watch a lot of wrestling during that time? What was what's your kind of watch habits when it comes to to pro wrestling? Yeah, yeah. I, again, I don't really watch TV much at all. Um, or like, I, I, I just find it very like counterproductive. I don't like sort of wasting time doing anything really. Uh, but obviously, like watching wrestling, you know, you learn from that. So I'm all right with that. Uh, I like with like obviously the network, you can just watch anything, which is just awesome. So I watched like a bunch of different stuff like obviously I watch like the weekly stuff that comes on but I also just like watching I don't know if randomly I get uh I like remember different parts of matches from years ago that I used to like I think damn I want to watch that and I just go and watch it it happens all the time totally random matches like the other day I watched what was it oh the shield versus evolution because I just remembered this one spot from that and I was like that was awesome and then a couple of weeks ago, obviously this isn't the first lockdown, but still it's just examples like this. I just spent the whole day watching WrestleManias, just old WrestleManias. And just, yeah, just, honestly, anything. I'm just a fan of it all, to be honest, whatever comes to mind. I've got the exact same kind of thing, because when you mentioned at the start, you remember the match with you seeing Jeff Hardy versus Big Show. Now, this will be a totally different match to the one you watched because of, age but uh, I just remember one from 2000 and it was Jeff Hardy versus Big Show and it ended with the Matt and Lee all jumping on top of Big Show for the, the finish so once I finish this I'm going to go find that Smackdown episode with that on because I need to see it now because all the things <laughs> going around my head that and Jeff Hardy win the Intercontinental title against Triple H because that was amazing uh, so yeah that, that's my plans after this but exactly the same <laughs> Raw Rumble season I watch old Raw Rumbles Wrestlemania season you watch old Wrestlemania so just see, that's the tradition of, of wrestling yeah. especially with the network so October's round this is when I, I've gathered was when the, the tapings began you would be contacted for the first closed door ICW tapings so you've, you've spent all your time 
working on this working to a crowd thing and now you're wrestling with no crowd but with a camera instead uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts getting back into the ring uh, in front of nobody oh I was terrified I was literally like what even is this like like you know you've never been taught how to do this your whole career you've been aiming towards you know getting in front of them big crowds that's what you've always been taught and now going to do it for no people like this is very very strange and I was like in theory does this make it easier or does this make it harder and I was like because this is going to be so weird if I'm just shouting at walls you know trying to get them feedback off them and I was like so strange so I honestly just got rid of all expectations and I was like we'll just see what happens I'll just you know give it as much as I can and we'll see and we got to the tapings and who was it there was some uh, ICW guys obviously in the uh, first taping block with me and I was thinking like oh well they must know what they're doing you know because like, they've done a few because I, I wasn't at the very first one I was contacted like a bit later so I was like oh you know I'll see what they do sort of thing I just remember all of them saying like oh this is so weird I've no idea what to do like this is strange I've no idea how this works uh, it's just really hard and I was like oh brilliant like, this is gonna be great um and yeah and I got out there and I don't know I think it was just because I've been waiting so long obviously to get back in ICW it was like all I was thinking about I was like I'm not gonna take this as like you know just half ass it just because there's no crowd here you know like I'm not gonna you know like, oh I don't know what I'm doing so I'll just you know see how it goes I was like I'm just gonna give it absolutely everything I can and I did and yeah hopefully it showed I mean got to the zero g title uh finals so we must have been something right <laughs> another final um so did you know when you went in initially in that block that it was going to be on the wwe network or were you just expecting it to be on icw on demand um i got called way back in september i think um saying that uh yeah there's there's this plan to for us to do tapings at some point starting soon uh because you know wwe want some content and i was very confused i was like wait you're asking like me to do that or you're just like no like i'm not gonna be on the wwe network now like no way that doesn't make sense um and again there's a lot of time i just think the prank called and me like come on um and then so yeah i didn't really hear anything about it, so I messaged and I said like so just to be clear like what is this about like what's actually the plan is this going on the network and I was told it's going on Fight Club but it will eventually air on the network and I was like oh my god uh so then I started thinking about it and at that point they were putting on old Fight Club episodes weekly and they were like really really far back in time and I was like oh they're just going to carry that on so I'll probably be on the network in about three years then when they finally start coming on and I was like Right, this is going to be weird then. Um, and then we got to the first tapings and I remember we asked Dallas like what the plan was with it. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be on, you know, like in a month or so in the next few weeks. And I was like, oh, right. This really is happening. Like, this is crazy. And then, yeah, I remember the big build up till the first ever tape and everyone was just so excited. Like when it was airing on the network, no one could wait. And I remember everyone just like, watched it together on a call. And it was just crazy. 
I mean, I wasn't on it, but still, it's just like mind boggling that it was on. <laughs> so, so when your episode came up, though, was was a case of where it was there, but I, I would like search your name to make sure your name could be found on the WWE Network uh, scroll, or or are you just like uh, still in a bit of shock that that you were on it yeah. in the first place? Yeah, I did that as well, though. Yeah, I had to search it. I was like, oh my god, it comes up. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just, again, it was weird. It's one of them things where all of this is like surreal. Do you know what I mean? Like each step that comes, it doesn't seem like it actually happened. Like even getting into ICW the first time, that, that doesn't even seem real. Like that ever happened. And it's like, obviously like when it first happens, you think like, all right, so this is the start of this and now we'll get used to it. But no, I never really feel that. Like I never get used to it. I never even get used to like, just anything because I feel like if you do you get used to it you get comfortable you know you start phoning it in and it's not special anymore but it should be everything should be you know not taken for granted so every time I'm on the network you know as soon as it's on I go and watch it and yeah just criticize it <laughs> I mean it's it's what in five years you went from uh, being told that that you work too fast not work to a crowd and now you're on the WWE Network, which is on Peacock, which is a front of 42 million people. Potentially 42 million people will be seeing, <laughs> you, seeing you wrestle. Uh, which is, yeah, when you when put it in that kind of context, it's just bad. And the fact that you're you're the thumbnail for a couple of episodes as well. So you're oh, the yeah. first person they see. I think that's how I ended up getting the picture for, for your graphic for this episode. Because uh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this guy is... That was my thought, because like, he's wrestled for less than five years, and he's now the actual, that's the person people see. <laughs> that's weird, huh? that's uh, I, yeah, I just, it's incredible. Of course you did. You went to the, the final of the ICW G Championship tournament uh, after uh, you did the Lionheart League. So pretty much you're just being thrown into everything and just going for it. Yeah. Uh, seems to be. And yeah, and after, after every show, I go on Twitter and I do see all these things. Oh my God, Daz Black. Oh my God, Daz Black uh, is, is doing all these things. Um, we'll go back just for a little bit. Your nickname's The Orbit Breaker. Did, that, yeah. did you give that to yourself? Did someone name you it? How did that name come about? Uh, I was in the Philippines in like 2019. It must have been 2019, I guess. Uh, just before I was facing Stevie, Xavier. And obviously I was like talking about it with my family. I was like, right, it's the main event, you know? And I was going through all these scenarios in my head. Like, so what happens in the main event? Like, do they blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking, right. So there's all these things I need to work on, you know, to make sure it goes as well as possible. Like, right, I have to, you know, make sure my entrance is right. I've got to make sure all this stuff. And I've been toying about with nicknames for a while. I was thinking, yeah, like, I think I'm going to go for this. You know, it describes the character, you know, it's quite an edgy name, like Orbit Breaker. It's quite cool. Uh, so I messaged my coach and like asked what he thought. And I was thinking, this is awesome. Straight away, he was like, oh, no, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, I don't sure why he didn't like it, but he was like, I just, I just don't like that. How about so suggesting other ones? And I just thought they were awful. And I was like, that doesn't. <laughs> so we like had a bit of a talk back and forth. And you say, yeah, just keep thinking of one. One will come along eventually. And then the next morning, he messaged me, he goes, have a bit of, had a bit of a thought of that last night. I like it. I think you should use it. I was like, all right, okay. So <laughs> fair enough. So I went for it. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, a new thing. Well, like you're saying, it, it just represents your style perfectly because yeah. nobody seems to be able in in Scotland a bar maybe I don't know uh, uh, Robbie Wishart I suppose is probably the only one I think that could do kind of what you could do uh, the, the all this uh, high flying style. Um, so yeah. it's definitely a it's it's. It suits. It suits what you do, the Orbit Breaker, and also oh, kind of does black, black, black hole, kind of thing. Kind of, it all works. It all works all together. Uh, right. So I'll move on to some of the fan questions because some of them are just weird. Uh, but we'll we'll, yeah. we'll carry on through them. We'll we'll start with the the a normal one, which is a bronze cello, uh, of course, from as it pops up all the time on Wrestling Daft. I said, when crowds are back, who do you want to square off with first? Uh, I mean, I saw that question, and obviously Craig Anthony replied to it. And yeah, that's the obvious one. It's got to be Craig, really. Like, I, I'm not sure like if I had to pick one, but definitely Craig's one of them, obviously. You know, we've got to. We won a piece now. I won the first, he won the second. We've got to square off one more time. Uh other people I mean obviously I set huge goals for myself so, so no I'm da obviously that'd be incredible uh, just anyone really that they want to give me as long as they can elevate me um, give me more experience yeah throw them my way uh, Mayhem Brooks asked uh, <laughs> what do you ask for when you get a trim oh god don't even talk about that right now so <laughs> this is quite bad i went to the uh, hairdressers obviously first time after lockdown and i told them i'm trying to like grow my hair out now because i think that'll look quite cool i think it's about time because i've been contemplating for years I'm, like, I'm just gonna go for it so he was like yeah yeah cool so what we're gonna do today is just like trim up the fringe which i thought was a bit strange because we're growing out he's like because oh, i want it to all grow at the same length so we're going to keep the sides really long as well but we can shave the bottom of them so you probably won't see it because of the cap but when this gets, like, sweaty, it just comes straight out. And it's all the same length. I just have, like, a little bowl-cut afro sort of thing. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting for the next few months. <laughs> so, so you're not hoping for lockdown to continue any longer. But, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So yeah. <laughs> when you come out of it, because well, there's always that awkward period. I know that I would know because, you know. Uh, but <laughs> there's always that awkward period in the middle where it just looks like a bob before yeah. it, it becomes long again. I'm not looking forward to that. AJ Styles and all them soccer mum head things. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen to me, but I feel like it's coming, you know. <laughs> uh, for everyone wondering, I did a zero cut. That's, uh, that was this morning, myself, <laughs> for free. So there you go. Uh, so uh, Ian Skinner's just asked, can you do a flip, though? So, I'm assuming, I can see from the area that you're sitting in, that's a no. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it would be a mix of it. No. Uh, so we'll leave we'll leave that one aside. Um, Jason Hyde asked, uh, does your mum think he does your mum thinks he's handsome? <laughs> Not my mum. <laughs> Ask Ricky, see what he says. <laughs> um, and Tom Humphreys on Instagram asked, just what's your favourite flip? Is there any particular one you enjoy doing? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, my favourite flip. I mean, I guess it's got to be some kind of backflip since that's all I really do. Yeah. 
some kind of shooting star. Let's go for that. I think that's quite cool. Because a lot, one thing that I saw as well is a lot of guys who have my style, obviously, a lot of guys that can do loads of crazy, crazy things I can't do. Like some of the stuff Pat can do and Will Ospreay is just like, what? Like, how? Like, I saw a video of Pat doing a Phoenix 630 the other day. I was like, that's, that's not even possible. Like, how? Um, but I saw, yeah, I saw those people doing shooting stars over the years. And that. I always thought, you know what? I think I've got the best shooting star in wrestling. You know, people like Tyler Bate and that, they kind of do that cheat one where they go over the shoulder. Or they just, they kind of set up with a twist to kind of help cheat. A lot of people don't realize that just that just helps you get over. So it's like uh, <laughs> I've got it's, one thing I can do better than that. It's like the difference between say uh, we'll go back to moonsaults, like uh, a Kurt Angle moonsault where he just goes straight back, or uh, a Bam Bam Bigelow where it is kind of like yeah. that twisting over shoulder <laughs> one. Uh, which exactly. I mean, if I could do either, I'd be happy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, there, there's a little bit of difference. But, uh, but yeah, when it, when it comes to like Pac, you mentioned Pac. I, I got to see him wrestle once in Aberdeen, and I still don't know how the Black Arrow's done. I don't, I don't know how he does it because some he twists and then he seems to halfway down get his landing position ready. Like uh, how? <laughs> how did you get literally that? Literally, my favorite move ever in wrestling is that. Like it's unbelievable. God damn, I love it so much. I'd never try it because it's just stupid. Like how? I don't get. I could do it like, I can. I know how he does it on the trampoline, but I just know I cannot do that. Like, I just, I still, uh, I still don't get how it's even possible that he can do that. It's incredible. Is it one of those situations where it turned out like uh, AJ Styles spiral tap, which does I don't know how he's supposed to land it because it's never landed the same way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so we'll look to the future then. We've got, we'll ask my, I've got my, my stupid questions in a bit, but we'll, we'll get into the future. You're booked for, or announced for Prime Wrestling, uh, their Smoke and Mirrors show. Uh, so yeah. that's a little bit, is that a little bit closer to home uh, in, in the space of things? Uh, not like where I'm living now, but I'm living in Newcastle next year. So that'll be like really close. So that'll be handy, which is quite weird because like, when I first got in contact with him, I wasn't like planning on going to, you know, uni in Newcastle or anything. So I thought, you know, it'd be a long travel and that. But yeah, now the way things have come on with COVID and that, I'm literally going to be like on the doorstep. So that would be quite good. <laughs> and there's a lot of companies in in and about Newcastle. There's uh, there's North, I think. Uh, there's uh, MEW. I'm just guessing. I, I, I kind of put, I put myself into the corner there. Uh, but uh, so is, is there kind of companies in Newcastle that you want to check out? Is there anywhere that you want to, to get to? I know you set lofty goals, so I'm assuming NXT UK is the next step. But in the meantime, <laughs> where else are you trying to get to? Uh, I don't really know in Newcastle. I really wish WCPW was still a thing. Because that would have just been awesome. Because obviously, like, when Osprey went there, that kind of just blew him up. I remember, like, when he started appearing on that, he just kind of went everywhere after that. So, I really, like I said, that was a goal when I saw that. I wanted to get there. But obviously, that's, like, that is finished now, isn't it? Uh, it changed to Define, and then it closed. Ah, yeah. So, that's kind of annoying, but... 
I'd love to get to like you know other places in England like progress and that. I think that'd be so much fun. I'd love to go there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of places to be honest. I uh, just think now. <laughs> It's always, the, it's always the way. Uh, if someone asks you the question, you have all the answers in your head when you start. As soon as I hit record and ask you, it's like, <laughs> yeah. they're all gone. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even name a wrestler now. Uh, but so we mentioned like who you want to face next when, when shows returns to Craig Anthony and, and Noam Dar. Uh, who would be your, your dream opponent then? Who it, Face anyone. Make it, it's WCPW. They've got money everywhere. They could book anyone. Who are you facing? Oh, Oh, there's so many. How can you pick one? Jesus. Tom oh, Head, I'm okay. guessing. Pac, uh, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, yeah. Ricochet, 100%. Will Ospreay. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, all for different reasons. Like, obviously, if you're, like, wanting to, like, face your hero, childhood hero, that's obviously a goal for everyone. So it'd be, like, Jeff Hardy. Uh, if you wanted, like, someone that could you just want to absolutely tear up with, it'd have to be Pac and Osprey. They're just so freaking good uh yeah it's just so many honestly uh right let's move on to my my ridiculous questions that we ask uh, in this in these episodes i i i i, I, I aim up with this that bit beforehand because i know that i'm gonna ask someone like super professional one day they'll just look down on me when i ask them uh <laughs> what's your favorite dinosaur oh I literally found out the name of it the other day. That's so weird. It began what's, with an M. What's what's it from and what what what's it what is it? Like what does like, it look like? We'll I think it's like the biggest uh the biggest like sea creature ever. Oh it's like gigantic. Was it uh, like a mall mall something? Oh, it's gonna I'm gonna find out, right? It's uh molasses. It's like a massive whale. Uh, no, I had a real long name. What was it? Something. Is it a swimming one or is it just a land one? I think it was a swimming one. Okay. It was on like a thing of like the biggest creature that ever lived. I mean, I think it was real. Might have made it up. But... <laughs> oh, we'll find out. Oh, God, there's so many. It could be anything. I'm just... Does it come with quick? Well, it does come with, with pictures, right? Sorry to everyone listening to this. This will just take a moment while I, I look for a swimming dinosaur. They all walk. <laughs> this is me helping me at all. But no, there's right. Okay, we're we're lost. But okay, Let's... massive dinosaur that swims, starting with them. That's what we're going with as the answer. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll find it later. And it's anyway. Um, yeah, another question we ask is: What would win a fight? Two sheep or one cow? Is that just gut feeling, or is there any is there any like thought behind it? No, I know. Yeah, just no, I know. <laughs> I, was, I saw a cow yesterday, and I was looking at it for a while. This just sounds so weird. But I was like, "That is huge! Like that thing really is big, like, bigger than you think. Like that could demolish some sheep." So yeah. <laughs> It's one of those questions either you put in far too much thought or no thought at all. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. Uh, but uh, honestly, I thought I'd just start with a joke. I saw a cow yesterday and she wouldn't move. In the uh, but anyway, right. Okay, I think I've covered everything that I want to do. So 
of course, he did a bunch of tapings for ICW. Uh, of course, at this point, some of them have went out, some haven't. Uh, is there anything that we could possibly look forward to, to seeing that you know that you've you've done? I don't need spoilers. Don't don't want spoilers. But uh, is there any matches that you're particularly uh, proud of to to have people see coming up? Yeah, there's a match. I'm not sure when it's coming out. Uh, I'm not going to say who it's against, but there's two actually. There's one that's coming up, which has a lot of meaning for me, uh, which is kind of, it was like out of nowhere, like, oh, wow, this is like quite a personal story behind this. So I think that's cool. Um, and then there's another one coming out, which was just crazy. Like, again, I like matches that like elevate me and teach me a lot in a match. And there's one that taught me a lot in a match. And there's things in it that I know why they were done um, that like mean a lot to me. Uh, like there's something that happens. Uh, I'm trying not to give anything away, but yeah, one should be pretty good. I think I think some people will like it. So yeah. Um, just before I, I finish up, there's about about I'm sticking on these tapings because they're so fascinating. Because in the moment, this is our only outlet of wrestling in Scotland. Anyway, uh, you do quite a lot of the like the the between matches promos, uh, which. Yeah. Some can be a bit awkward to not just your not yourself, but just in general can be a bit awkward to watch because a lot of the older the veterans they play to our crowd, so they pause, which is super weird to, to watch. Uh, how, how are you finding? Are you finding that's helping you as well? You're, you're cutting these promos in front of a camera, gets your confidence up, or uh, are they still a little bit weird to do? Yeah, um, like I said, that was one thing. That I always struggled with again with like the crowd thing like it's just one of the awkward things that I always just found was very weird I used to get in my head about them a lot when I was younger and um yeah like when I had like first went to ICW fight club I remember they said I was filming a promo and I was like I knew this was coming but well I didn't know but I, was, I, I had a feeling this was coming but god damn this is going to be nerve-wracking and you could see how nervous I was I was like oh my god um and yeah obviously when the tapings came I was like well surely there's going to be promos in it because like obviously it's ICW uh and yeah when I started them I was again nervous not as nervous as the first time but a new kind of nervous too because it's even I'd say it's even like almost scarier because the first time there was a lot of people around and you know they're all doing their own thing but this time it's literally you standing in front of a camera with complete silence and someone you know people recording it. it's like oh my god all the attention's on me like you know uh so it's pretty nerve-wracking but yeah and it's all just learning something you get used to uh and yeah something you can quite like after a while i mean like, like i said it's only it's only uh, 42 million potential people watching it. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, So thank you for joining me today. Where can people find you on social media? Um, it's at DazBlackPW on Instagram, PW underscore Daz on Twitter, and every week on the WWE Network. Near enough every week. <laughs> nice, nice plug at the end. Perfect. Well, thank you very much again. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you.